Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We are actually coming to the end of this chapter. I know it seems like forever, but we are coming to, towards the end of this chapter. Praise God. What I want to do is read from verse 24, because the thought begins there. Remember again, the Apostle John writing, again in 1 John 2.24, he says, Therefore let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. And remember again that that first phrase is actually, As for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. And then he continued on to say, If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you will also abide in the Son and in the Father. Now we looked at that last week, and that is more of a revelation than information. You need this to be something that is alive in you. Um, sometimes I look at something and think, oh, we're going to preach for about three weeks on that. And then I realize it's actually not the information, it's a revelation. Amen? And I want you to notice he says here that if what you heard from the beginning abides in you. Once again, it is your decision to allow it to abide in you or to forget. It is up to us to remember. And we talked about this before as well. But I want you to notice that, that when you make the decision to allow that thing to abide in you, notice what happens. It says you also will abide in the Son and the Father. So when you let the Word of God abide in you, then you abide in them. Did you get that? So it's, it's an interesting little thing. The Father and the Son, God gives His Word. We take that Word in and let it abide in us. And as we do that, then we end up in them. Do you all get that? Because there is something else that happens in John 14, 23. Something happens the other way. Remember Jesus said, if anyone loves me, they will keep my word. Remember? Yep. Allow that word to abide in you. But watch what he says. And my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. So not only do you make your home with the Father and the Son, but they come in and make their home with you as well. Are you seeing that? The duality of that? Yeah, okay. Hope you can picture that. And that's why the next verse goes into saying, 1 John chapter 2, verse 25, And this is the promise that He has promised us eternal life. See, as we start to abide in that life, that life comes to abide in us, and then we have that eternal life abiding. We're not only in that life, but that life is in us as well. Amen. Are you getting this? Amen. We are literally surrounded by eternal life. Now, Remember again that we looked, I'm still doing recap, <laughs> in 1 John 1, 1. The Apostle John began all of this in verses 1 and 2. Remember again when he said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, he said, concerning the word of life. Isn't it wonderful that it is the word of life? If, I said this to you before, if you're getting anything other than the word of life, turn it off. Amen? It is meant to be the word of life. And it says, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest to us. So I want you to notice a number of times he uses the word life. You think he's trying to get a point across? <laughs> okay. He's saying the word of life. He's saying the life was manifested. Do you understand manifested? 
and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? So we're beginning to see that Jesus Christ is that life. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am where I, I, I okay. <laughs> See, what we need to understand is that Jesus Christ is the life. He didn't say he was a life. This is very this is a crucial point. He, he, he said, I am the life. You know when you and, and he said I'm the truth, which means anything else other than me ain't true. Amen. So all that stuff about there's lots of ways ain't true. Okay? <laughs> all right, anyway. All right. And this life was manifested to us. And can I say this? It was manifested in us. Amen? And remember again, in John 3.16, we looked at this before, and this is where we left off. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes, or whosoever believes in Him, should not perish, but have everlasting life now that is something that it opens the door for all of God to come into us get this now okay that everlasting life is God's life in God's life is all of God's wisdom listen now because it's him remember he said he didn't say I'm an a life or I have life. He said I am the life. So when the life comes into you, are you getting this? That's why he was called the word of life. We, we kind of miss that sometimes. We don't realize that the word of life, that life is actually an individual. And when that life comes into you, it invades you and it pushes everything out. And it should, and you should allow it to, okay? Push out everything that you don't want and you don't desire in your life. Everything that stops you from shining, it will push out. Because it wants you to be that city that is set on a hill. Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. <clears throat> so let's move on because I want to share some other things with you. And now we'll pick it up here. That life was yours the moment that you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. With I. Howard Marshall saying that there is something to be said for the view that John is explaining that the experience of remaining in the Son and the Father is precisely eternal life available here and now. In fact, now let's move on to First, uh, first John chapter 5. Later on in this, in this very epistle, the Apostle John is going to bring all of this out in greater detail when he says in First John 5, in verses 11 through 13, he says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Do you know that is a testimony? How does it testify by what you do in your life, by what happens in your life, by who you become as a result of this life. Are you all with me? See, that's the reason why we need to change and we need to allow change to happen on the inside of us. And I know sometimes it's a rocky road and some days you're going up and some days you're crashing. <laughs> okay? But you're still on your way. You know, it's one of these things. But it's going up. Every time you fall back down, you go back up a little bit higher. Amen? See, that's the opposite of what happens in the devil's world. You know, people try their best and they fall. 
And every time they, and they get back up, but every time they fall, they fall a little bit further down. Are you with me? That's the difference. So it's not that they don't have any victories in their life, but every time they fall, it gets further down and further down. Whereas every time you, you, you make an effort, you go up, you go further up than you were the last time. That, and you know what allows us to do that? First John 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and make us perfect again. And so all the, all the ground that the devil thinks he won, he loses in an instant of time. See, that, that's, we should be driving him nuts. This is, this is one of the things that we really need to understand in our life. That no matter what the devil thinks he can get away with, if we... I was, getting, I was talking to the Bible school students about this. I'm getting more and more of a revelation of my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We're going to see that the scripture is coming up. See, one of the things that I, I was, as I was praying over certain things, and I asked God a certain question, and this verse came up. Because he said, do you not understand that anything that is not working, because, see, all right, let me take a step back. I was saying to God, God, Am I not doing something? You know, am I not having enough faith? Am I not loving enough? You know, am I not forgiving? Am I, you, you know, we go down the not list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because we think it's one of the knots that are stopping us from getting there. And, you know, I was saying, well, if you let me know what I'm not doing, I'll do it. You know, and if I'm doing something wrong, then I'll stop it. Whatever it is, just tell me. You know, and the verse that came up wasn't. And when you stand praying. Forgive if you have aught against any. Didn't come up. I was waiting for it. I just thought maybe, you know, okay. And you know what he said? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I said, what is this? I said, you know, what's that all about? And he said, you still don't know enough. There are still things you don't. See, see, you can only fix your car as much as you know. And just because you do everything you know to fix it, doesn't mean it gets fixed. There might be something you don't know. That's right. You're with me. And so I began to realize something that maybe that we've been looking in on ourselves too much and asking ourselves, what are we doing wrong? And instead of going to God and saying, what are we missing? What in your word don't we know yet? You're with me. This is a word of life. It will talk to you. As long as you're listening. But if you're self-loathing and self-condemning and, you know, all the self things, sounds like denominational almost, doesn't it? I know, right? I told you we need to be careful that we don't slip into that. Okay? It's so easy. You know, you, you sort of get to that place and we have the arrogance of thinking we know everything, now we're just not doing everything. And that's what the devil keeps saying. But can I say something? In not, even in the not doing something, there might be another revelation that you need from the word that allows you to do it that if you're struggling with something you still haven't learned something else to get over that struggle are you all with me you know and that's what i began to realize that that is the word of life that comes into us and we all we need to do is pay attention we just but but we need to not go in there with a mindset of okay i'm doing things wrong what is it we can't see. That's what we've been told. But I'm telling you, stop doing that now. Aren't you glad you came today? Okay. <laughs> okay. New direction. Okay. 
Too much one direction. No, no. <laughs> hey, I went there. All right, okay. <laughs> we need to take another direction. We need to start thinking differently. You know, it was one of the things that got me started in all of this. And that was God said, you need to think in different terms. And I began to realize that our problem is in our thinking. In our thinking, we allow God to access us or we shut Him down. In our thinking, we determine whether we're going to, you know, get to a thousand dollar flow, a hundred thousand dollar flow, a million dollar flow, a billion dollar flow. We, we, that, that's all in, in here somewhere. We decide. God, you know, God, <laughs> don't ever ask God how much is enough. Because he'll just look at the whole universe and go, what do you want? And if it's not there, I can make it. See, <laughs> follow me a little bit here, okay? See, our problem is the limitations that we put on ourselves. What we think we deserve. That is the most selfish thinking that there is. Listen to me. We need to go beyond what we deserve to what others deserve that we can supply. Get it? Now, where's the limit in that? There's a lot of need out there. Amen? And see, again, we come back to this thing where the devil has always tried to keep us imprisoned. Now, I'm getting off on a little bit of a different subject here, but let me go there and come back and then continue on where I was. On the other thing that I was off track. No, <laughs> no, no, this is all on track. But the thing, okay, but the thing is that if the enemy can keep us trapped in our mind, keep us blaming ourselves, keep us locked up in that little prison in there, he'll just get away with everything unhindered. Did you hear me? Do you know what Jesus did? Among other things, he hindered him. Okay, I mean, he just put just just the brakes on everything that he was doing. I have I have dealt with this in so many different ways. Let me deal with it in another way now. You don't think the devil was there when there were the healing lines? Remember, Jesus healed them all. You don't think the devil was there saying, "Oh, you can't heal that one." You all know that was a bad person. You all know what he did yesterday. In fact, the stuff he's got today, okay? You know what I'm trying to say, okay? All right, listen to me, man. And, the, and it says, and he healed them all. So th this tells me something, that even though we might get caught up in that kind of thinking, where we're praying and thinking, okay, why am I not receiving what I'm believing for? Maybe I've done something wrong. Maybe you haven't done anything wrong. Maybe any wrong you've done, the information you needed was 1 John 1 9, and then whatever else, there's something else going on. See, if you ever, if you ever pick up on you've done something wrong, it's, it takes a moment to say, Lord, forgive me. And he doesn't just forgive, he cleanses and just wipes the slate clean so that the devil can't point at anything. The only thing the devil can point at is a memory. But your slate is clean. Are you with me? And so, knowing that, then you need to turn your back on all the memories. Use them to learn things, but not to hold you back. Do you hear me? You can keep a memory and say, okay, we know that that way is not a good way. That ended up in a mess. We don't want to do that again. Thank God the police went there. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I mean, there are so many things in my life, family. I don't know how I'm still alive today. I just think it's just 
parents were just praying like crazy. Amen. And I, I just look back on my life and think, oh, thank God I made it. You know, that I'm alive is a miracle. Forget all the blessings that just I'm alive is a miracle. Seriously. Hair stands on end when I think of some of the dumb things that I did. You got more hormones than brains. You know what I mean? You go through that stage in your life. And th- <laughs> I'm just saying, man. And here, thank God that God did that. God looked after me and that's what he's doing with you. And you need to understand that you are precious. That he has a plan for you. That wherever you think you might have sort of fallen, there's always a way back up. Do you understand that the cross paid such a big price? Can I give you a revelation? Okay. I know. We'll get back to the notes. But that's our jumping off point. I always said that. Okay. Let me give you this revelation. Please take it. I want you to think about how much Jesus did when he died on that cross. How much pain he went through. How much suffering? Everybody abandoned him? You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, it was just the worst time of his life. It was just, and then it got worse after that when he went to hell to pay the price down there. Are you all with me? Okay, so I want you to just think about all of that. And then I want you to think, and I'm going to use these words ad- ad- advisedly, okay? Of your petty little crime. That, that the devil has got hanging over you and saying, well, you're never going to amount to anything. You're not going to... Whatever, whatever lie he's trying to sell, that was the price that was paid. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think it was enough? Now, don't answer this religiously. <laughs> okay? Because religiously, you all go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't want you to do that. Okay, put your brain on. Switch it on. Where's the on switch? Find the font. Okay, turn it on. Okay, click. Uh, okay. I'm giving you something here that will help you. Regardless of what the enemy did to trick you, regardless of how disobedient you've been, I don't care which side of the coin this was. Whether you were tricked into doing it or whether you went in there, eyes wide open. Ask yourself a question. The moment you decide to repent, was that enough? Was it? It needs to be yes. For what he went through, the price that was paid, it paid for everything you were going to do in obedience and disobedience. Whether you knew about it or didn't know about it, it paid the price. Do you get this? It tell, what it tells you is that the devil can't do anything to you unless you let him. If you say no, If you say, God, I repent. You know what repentance is? Oh, yeah, brother. That's when you cry a lot and and you throw yourself on the floor and you roll around. And no, 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 no. That's just a show. (laughs) Okay. True repentance is in the heart and in the mind. True repentance is when you say, God, never again. Now, I might slip up again, but my confession is never again. You need to have both of those extremes. You need to understand that you probably will slip up again, but every, you, you're building something in you that is never again. Do you understand? And when that thing gets to a certain height of never again, one day it will be never again. It will be, be bigger than every attack that the enemy launches against you. 
Hallelujah. Are you getting this? Because of the price that was paid. It allows you to build this thing even in a storm. Even when you're messing up all the time, it still allows you to build this thing. Because every time you ask for forgiveness, you put back in a place of perfection. Do you get that? That's the life. That's the word of life that came into you. That allows you to do all of that. That's when God comes into your life. And you go into His life. Amen? You abide in the Father and the Son. And the Father and the Son come and abide in you. This is the kind of life that we begin to experience. And manifest. And allow to flow through us. Did you get all of that? Amen? And we need it to do all of those things. I want to go to 1 John chapter 5 verse... Let me, let me read verse 13, then I want to jump down to verse 20. This is all in 1 John 5. He says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have, right now, eternal life flowing through you. Can I say all that? Okay. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So you need to know that right now, this life is flowing through you. Whatever deficiency you have, this life is there to make up for it. Amen? Just allow it to do that. And to conclude all of it, the Apostle John goes in to say in verse 20, and we, we'll look at this in, in, in much more detail when you get to that chapter, okay? Okay, we're just doing a run-through right now. He says, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. So he's saying, man, listen, you, you're not being lied to. This isn't just in your imagination. This isn't us telling you stuff that makes you feel good. And you're still going to hell, <laughs> okay? Or, you know, you're going to die and go in the ground and that's the end of you. Are you all with me? He's saying, listen, your life doesn't end there. In fact, the moment that you receive Jesus Christ, your life began on a whole another level. And you need to now live on that level. And you really need to almost come against that old life. Do you understand? You, you know, whenever it starts to rise up, you need to put it back down. You need to say, no, in Jesus' name, you will not rise up again. You are dead. Amen? That's, that's Galatians 2.20, by the way. That I want to take you to. Okay. <laughs> I, I wanna, you know why? Because we're talking about life. We need to talk about the other side of what died for you to get this life. Okay, yeah. So very quickly, uh, go to Galatians chapter 2. I, just, I need to read this to you. You need to see it. It says here, the Apostle Paul is writing. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. Now, have you? It goes, but brother, I don't have nails. No, <laughs> okay? The thing is, as you receive him, you enter into his death and resurrection. In him. Do you understand? You don't have to go through it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? All right. Amen. That's good news for all of us. And, he, and so you need, to, you need to receive this. That you have been crucified with Christ. Okay. Why? Because whenever you re ask for forgiveness, you've been crucified with him. The price has been paid, and you went through that. Get it? Okay. 
And he says here again, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. That word of life is inside of you now. When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that's what's in there. Got it? Okay. And he says, no, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith, or by faith in the Son of God. See, this is the big problem, isn't it? You go, okay, brother, it's all good in the spirit, but when it comes to the flesh, there's a whole other thing. Okay, my spirit's up there, but my flesh, I don't know where it's at half the time. And I forget to crucify it some days. <laughs> you know? And it's out there doing crazy things. Hello. Can I get a witness? Okay. There's two, no. <laughs> honest people. No, no, they're all honest. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> and he says, <laughs> so he says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. Listen, and gave himself for me. Amen. He's done it. Are you willing to receive it? That is the life that you are receiving right now. That is the life that is there to help you through anything and everything. Understand something. Such a great price was paid. That regardless of where you mess up, if you have a repentant heart, understand that God doesn't look at you moaning and groaning and going, Oh, what's this about the 13,000th time? Fine, I'll forgive you again is not what happens. That's the devil, <laughs> okay? If you ever see that, and he says he's God, remember he comes like an angel of light. He's not an angel of light. He's a bad person. Okay, don't ever, don't ever receive that stuff. When you ever want to think of the, you know, God the Father, I want you to think of the prodigal son and the way the father ran to him. Do you know the six millionth time that you commit the same sin? You all hear me, the same sin? <laughs> and you ask him for forgiveness, that's how he responds. He runs towards you with his arms wide open. Do you hear me? Because that's how much he loved you and why Jesus said, for God so, can I change that a little bit? For God so loved you. So loved you that he gave the most precious thing that he had. So whoever believes in him, whoever takes advantage of what he did, can have all the forgiveness, because that's what eternal life brings with it. All the power, all the provision, all the healing, all the inspiration, all the wisdom, and I could keep going. All the righteousness, all the holiness. You know what I'm trying to say? Everything that you have need of. Because He so loves you. Amen? So how do you think we should be responding? And what do you think we should be doing with that life? We should be doing things that are so far out there. That people just look and go, they have to be children of God. Because these are not normal. This is not normal. They're breaking all the rules of normal. It should be so obvious. That we have a different life inside of us. 
that it's pouring out and manifesting in so many different ways. Now, let me go back to the thing that I started with. Y'all think I forgot my topic? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. What is it that we don't know? What don't we know yet? Because if we're not walking in it, it's time that we stop with the self-loathing and the self-blaming and the self-everything else and go back and go. Because that won't give you faith. Have you noticed? Amen? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, not you putting yourself down. Amen? So if you're messing up somewhere, just go and say, okay, where's the word to fix this? What revelation do I need? Find it. And allow that to start ministering to you and then bring it to the rest of us because we need it too. <laughs> okay? Amen? And that's really what I'm putting you on assignment now. Listen to God. Listen to what He needs to tell you. Whatever problem is in your life, the accuser will come and say, it's your fault. You did something wrong. So now this is the mess you have got yourself into. So, you know, you really should not expect God to come in and rescue you. You turn around and say, you shouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory when he did nothing wrong and you stuck him on a cross, took him down to hell. You made a huge mistake. You know what you did? You know, stupid. You, you know, uh, let me tell you what you did. You took an innocent man and made him pay the price for me. Matt. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen, you need to, you see what I'm trying to say? As he starts to blame you, you throw it back on him. Whatever mistake you made is nothing compared to the immense stupidity of him. And what he did. The Bible says, had he known, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. Oops. I think we made a small mistake. <laughs> okay. Amen. Are you all here? And he openly, he made an open show. Colossians tells us. He just wiped out hell and he just made a show of it and he just humiliated the devil to such a degree. That's why he comes up and says, All power. Yeah, all of it. All of it. You can just see, give it. Give me the last bit. Give it. Okay. That's it. Okay. I got it all. You mean he has nothing? Absolutely nothing. Listen to me. Want a revelation? When Jesus died on the cross, he was naked. He had nothing. That's how much he gave up. He gave everything up. When he defeated the devil, he left him with nothing. I mean, there was this naked little devil. And he held him up and he said, anybody else? And all the demons go, no, we're good, we're good. <laughs> yeah. You know, because the devil is such a big mouth. Says, I was so this and so that and I'm so big and I'm so... And then Jesus just defeats him. I mean, just defeats him, humiliates him, holds him up and says, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, we don't see that. We just see the devil, you know, in them scary movies. woo and we take our little chicken feet and our eyeballs of newt or whatever and throw. He's just, just stupid and just, he's laughing at you. Hello. Until one of you use the name of Jesus and then it just like whaps him onto the, and it needs to be a born again person. Not like them sons of Sceva. 
we adjure you in the name of Jesus that Paul preaches. And then they were running out naked in the street with the paparazzi taking pictures. No? <laughs> anyway, well, we need to stop here. <laughs> but let me finish with the next verse that we're going to get on to. And I want you to see the relevance now of what the Apostle John says. Okay, I hope you get this now. Let me give you a quote and then re read the next verse. As Simon J. Kistemarker puts it, If the believer cherishes the word of God and experiences intimate fellowship with the Son and the Father, then he is also the recipient of eternal life. To have fellowship with the Son and the Father is to have eternal life and everything it means. Amen? And so it is because so much is at stake. I've given you a lot of information today, a lot of revelation, I pray. That the Apostle John goes in to say in the next verse, 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. We'll finish here, pick it up next week. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Did you get it? That's the one thing that the devil has. If he can deceive you, God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They were deceived. They missed it. They went off into some little rabbit trail and never came back. Let's not do that. Amen? We have the word of life. Allow him to talk to you. Allow him to be everything that you need. And allow him to do what he needs. Not just wants, but needs to do through you. He put you here for a reason. He could only do certain things through you. Do you hear me? He made you so that he could work through you a certain way. That's why there is no real replacement for anyone. That's the Apostle Paul was saying, you know, you can't, you know, it's very hard for an ear to see or an eyeball to smell. Are you with me? They were designed for other things. And as much as the ear says, well, listen, I can help out only to a point. Amen? You're never going to be as good as what the person that was created to do it is. You have each been created to do something. Walk in the fullness of it. And don't let anyone deceive you or lead you astray. Amen? Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. <laughs>